Welcome to our show for Grateful Heart TV. Today's episodes, we have Tara Krieg of the TK team. She's with the Mayor First Financial, and she is a wealth of information when it comes to purchasing a home as far as getting the financing done or doing a refinance. She teaches, she coaches, she's amazing. And she's even bringing over Mr. Caffrey of Arrives. I have, a, I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that company name, but what they are, they are the appraisal management company because today's marketplace appraisers are like crazy important appraisals. And everything having to do with appraisals always happen, but now more than ever because what it appraises for definitely is not the same price as what you're paying for a house. That said, please enjoy the episode, let us know what you think, and then catch the second one following, because that one's going to be really good too. Welcome to our show, and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible, as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, help, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to Grateful Heart TV. Thank you guys for joining us today in the studio. I've got Tara Krieg of the TK team over at Amera First Financial and a special guest who's going to remain nameless just momentarily because Tara. Yes. I know you just got back into town. Thank goodness you're here today. We've been wanting to do a show for a while. And the show title today is It's a New Set of Rules. Yeah. New Set of Rules, right? Yep. And the new set of rules in our industry, we're talking about real estate, we're talking about mortgage loans, we're talking about everything related to buying and selling a house in today's, uh, well, I won't, June of 2021. It's a very different world we're living in than just a year ago, that's for certain. Certainly is. And our marketplace across the nation has gone bonkers. Uh, so that said, I came across this really fun Friday show, our new set of rules, because this is kind of fun. But the, the real fun part is this. And this just kind of, I thought, set the tone for today's show fabulously. For those of you guys who have not seen it yet, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> That's me, hopefully as often as possible, because the other side of it is <laughs> not that fun. I don't yeah. like being down there in the arena. The only way we can win this is by waiving all contingencies and appraisals, but my buyers won't waive the appraisals. Godspeed, fellow realtor. <laughs> I'm doing this for those poor folks who are listening to us on podcast. This is a pretty cute little video we found on YouTube that kind of explains what it feels like every time we go in to make an offer with multiple offers. I was just sharing with somebody the other day that it feels like every, every deal we get into escrow, we just went through battle for. Oh, absolutely. And so when I saw this whole thing, my buyers have no extra cash. The listing agents is sitting on the sidelines laughing. We don't need to pay top dollar. Here's the title and escrow guy. Listing agent again, very much enjoying every one of these buyer's agents running around the arena. You suck, Zillow. The sellers are out there and the, the audience watching. My buyers are thinking about making an offer. 
<laughs> Good luck. You know, I have to laugh about this now, but this was just me literally yesterday morning and really to today, because I'm still waiting to hear an answer on one of the deals Tara and I are working on yep. together. We're paying over appraisal and letting the seller stay free. And here's the final gladiator. Offer accepted. That's like how I feel every time. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's fantastic. Have you, had you not seen that before? I haven't seen that one. I've seen the Apple one. If you haven't oh, okay. seen the Apple one, it's pretty hysterical. I'll have to go back and watch the Apple one. So that said, we, we're talking about the new set of rules out on the street right now when it comes to buying and selling homes. And I do have my wonderful Tara Krieg with AmeriFirst <laughs> Financial right here. And then before we get into the next slide, which I think is pretty fun, I got to introduce our guest of the hour. This would be Brian Caffrey. Over at Arrives? Arrives? Arrives. Arrives. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that correct? Arrives is correct. Good Arri morning. Good morning. How are you, Brian? It's a wonderful morning. Did you this get to watch? Day. Isn't it? Did you get to watch that YouTube video? I couldn't tell if you could see it from your Zoom. I could see it, and I was highly entertained. Fantastic. <laughs> and did it feel very real to you? Yeah. Well, I'm not an agent. I'm not even an appraiser. I'm in the middle, where so I kind of avoid <laughs> some of that. Thank goodness. But uh, well, let's not avoid anything. Know. That's we brought you on today to stop avoiding the subject at hand. <laughs> and Brian, the subject at hand here is: do me a favor. I did. I did find a little bit of info on you, and let me see if this is. This is a picture of you that I found on LinkedIn. And then this is a little information about your company arrives. Um, and I looked at your company history and your goals. And if I'm correct, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you started this company in 2008, right around the time that we needed all of a sudden to have third party um, appraisal companies. management companies. Yeah. yeah. So can you explain what happened back then? I mean, Tara and I obviously know, but our audience may not, that brought around these management companies for the appraisers. All right. So we actually started right before that. It was kind of fortuitous how it worked. But uh, back in the day, uh, so I've been appraising since what, 93? I think it is 92, something yeah. like that. So back in the day, uh, appraisers would just go out and they would know loan officers and they'd have a buddy that's a loan officer. And uh, banks, for the most part, unless they were really large, so most mortgage banks, brokerage, they would just uh, have a buddy that's an appraiser and anytime they wanted to order an appraisal, they'd order it with that buddy. And they'd say, hey, Brian, and make sure this appraises is at 450, right? Yeah, they would tell you exactly what they wanted it at. <laughs> and it was I miss those days. <laughs> It was really difficult to uh, keep a client because if you came in lower, they would just go, I'm going to get another appraisal with a different appraiser. Right. And you can quit doing my, anyway, it happens a few times and you don't have work. Therein lies the problem, so, right? And that's why you guys were born essentially? Yes. So the pressure was just immense on appraisers to come in at whatever value needed to happen. Uh, it contributed somewhat. No, I don't think it contributed near as much as everybody else thinks for that big crash, but uh, it was something they wanted to fix. And in my opinion, it really needed to be fixed. I, I saw a lot of ugly stuff. <clears throat> so their, their solution to the problem was start, stop allowing people that are in the production part of the process, which would be agents, loan officers, uh, stop allowing them to choose the appraiser or have any effect and try to get there to be something, a buffer in the middle to stop pressure from being on appraisers. So from that came our current regulations 
uh, that don't allow uh, any loan officers or agents to interfere with the appraisal process. Now, I do commonly go meet appraisers at the property that I'm listing, and, and that seems to be an okay um, thing to do. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, that's I. Realtors are experts in their field, and that overlaps with what appraisers do. Okay. Uh, and appraisers are allowed to refer to agents to uh, gain expertise. I, t- I find that agents have really small areas they can operate in, square miles, sections of town, where appraisers don't make near the money agents do per deal. We've got to do a lot more deals, which expands the area that appraisers will cover. And typically, appraisers are going to go all over the valley from Queen Creek up to Surprise, Sun City, in order to make a living. So they just don't have the expertise on every single sale. I mean, there's 10,000 sales sure. in the valley or whatever it is. So. We don't have the expertise as much as an agent who's going to know every little house in a neighborhood and all the little details. Typically, they will have walked them. So anytime I can talk to an agent, I really like to. I I want my appraisal to be correct. I I definitely don't want to have to make changes. So if I can talk to an agent beforehand, find out what they're thinking, what they're seeing, maybe some information about comparables, I'll jump all over that every time. Well, that's awesome. So I've got a question for you because in their current market condition, Tara sees this all day long from the offers I'm personally writing, is we have this new phenomena where people are writing offers, not just above list, which is a kind of new phenomena, but uh, this year in particular, but they're writing um, offers far exceeding what even the agent believes the home will appraise for. So we're writing all this crazy language into our contracts. And I have to stop and wonder what goes on in your minds, because you do get copies of our contracts when you're reading that I'm willing to waive the appraisal altogether or up to 20 grand appraisal gap differential or what, what, what does that automatically go ding, 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 ding to, to your appraisers like, oh, there's no way that this is going to come in at value. I, my appraisers aren't experiencing any more pressure than they always do. I mean, they always want to facilitate things if their support for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're looking at it much different now than before, other than, to be honest, if anything, there's a little bit more comfortability coming in at value because it's so obvious that things are out of control, that people are expecting appraisals to come in under the purchase price more often. That's so there isn't point. quite there the anxiety if they're going to take a beating for it and have to do reconsiderations and whatnot. So being more proactive in those conversations with the buyers about the possibility of an appraisal shortage, whereas in the past, I think, you know, when it didn't come in at value, there wasn't an expectation that that could happen. It's true. You know, it was a harder conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you and I, we have a perfect example. We have a gentleman closing this weekend or this Friday with his fiance. Yep. And uh, the, Brian, you're going to enjoy the story. <laughs> Purchase price of three seventy in Chandler. Uh, there were thirteen offers total. We yep. had one out of those thirteen. It just sounds so stupid to say we won, woo! Because we had to spend fifty thousand dollars above list right. to get it under contract. And this particular home had the roof redone, the ACs redone, even the plumbing was redone. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of value that people couldn't see necessarily just walking in the door. So I shared all that information with the appraiser. It came in while you were gone this past week. Yeah, I heard. And it came in for 400 I was happy because nothing had closed above 370 
to date in that particular pocket. Right. I went outside the neighborhood. I gave the appraiser all the comps I possibly could. It appraised at 400, but what was really nice, Tara, was when I was calling my clients, it's always nerve-wracking to call and say, I know you wrote it for 420, and I know I told you there was a chance, but we didn't even come close, right? Yep. Uh, and he's like, oh, don't worry. Tara already went over with me what it would look like if it went at 380 instead of 400 or 420. Yep. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Tara. Because it made that <laughs> conversation go so much easier because he wasn't expecting it to appraise like in years past, which was a great point that you made, Brian, that um, you know we all freak out in the past if it doesn't appraise. And now it's pretty commonplace because the market's pushing us up. Well, it's interesting because it's all about supply and demand. And I I was just in Hawaii and rental cars are a sparse thing to get your hands on. And so what somebody's willing to pay for a rental car when there are no rental cars available. Isn't that crazy? Is relevant, right? And so I think we're experiencing the same thing in the housing market. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know we, we wanted Brian's opinion because see that example that I just gave that you and I have in escrow right now uh-huh. I'm hoping to get another one in escrow with you hopefully today depending yeah. on how your phone call went with that agent <laughs> for me hopefully my voicemail went well okay I hope so <laughs> and and so that said this particular client Brian was one that maybe Tara's boss would be willing to help out on some programs he's getting ready to pilot and I know that we had talked to Brian so that he could speak to that because your boss felt very tied to Brian's opinion of value on some of these homes we might be making offers on. Yeah, I think that's a great segue. So, uh, Brian, there's so many unique cash programs that are coming to the market, as you know. Um, a lot of the iBuyers and certainly companies like AmeriFirst Financial creating solutions for homeowners who need to sell a home or a right. buyer who's having a difficult time getting an offer accepted with financing, and they're looking for an option to go in as a cash buyer. And when you have these investors who are willing to front the cash, they want to be confident in the value when they're making these offers. So, Brian, how are you guys, what are you using to determine that comfort level of how these investors are paying cash? Uh, right now, we're providing a product to AmeriFirst that's a combination between a uh, automated valuation type of product and the ability to move in and out comparables and and have a little bit of flexibility on what comparables are provided. So it's kind of a hybrid between those, uh, an appraisal and an automated appraisal. And would you say that the majority of those are going on the higher end just because the market's demanding it? Well, the problem is, is the market's so fickle in what it's demanding that, I mean, obviously things are going in the higher end because you've got the adjustment for time or the price increase over time. Right. So everything's higher because of that. But the problem is, is what is that price increase? Because you can't really predict it into the future and uh, be confident in that because now you're starting to speculate. So you're trying to go over, okay, what do we know is happening? And I mean, in March, what was it, March, April, what month? It, it went from, so the average has been what, 
percent and a half a month. Let's right. just say I think thirteen percent year over year. But then all of a sudden in one month it looked like things twenty were going up over twenty percent. Over twenty percent. It was over twenty. Over 20 it was March. Yeah. So in one month, I, I Rebecca's hair is actually naturally very white and gray right now. <laughs> you can't tell because I color it, but it's been yeah, it, it's been insane this year. The amount of appreciation. In fact, I'll have shorts, short, uh, stats to show later on this show that we're actually thirty over thirty percent from year over year, year over from year. last year this time. And that is some cuckoo-ness. Like, I don't know how you appraisers can even keep up with that. Like, because a comp that was good four months ago and used to be normal, you could go six months, means nothing in today's marketplace, it seems. Yeah, so how are the appraisers adapting to that with the time adjustment? Uh, well, for starters, back in, what, 2005, nobody made any date of sale adjustments. They just kind of stretch things. Right. Where now having uh, banks understanding more that date of sale necessity, it's actually been... Uh, working really good. I, I find as far as crazy markets go that we're in, I find it actually fairly healthy. I mean, really? it's not like a healthy market, but oh, yes, for as far as you need to explain <laughs> that statement before you go on to your next thought, Brian, because healthy, right. like this, I, I don't know if this, if we're glutton for punishment, we're all at the smorgasbord, what we're doing, but it, it seems far from healthy. I think I know where he's going with this. I go put ahead. a clarifier on yeah, here. I said it. healthy for a crazy market, okay. yes. where last time everybody just went and bought multiple properties. True. Every appraisal was coming in at value, so they never had to put any cash down. So, And then there was all those programs that didn't require any cash. So you've got uh, okay. a bubble market of quickly increasing market without any With hold high to that market, without any cash into that market. Yes, no skin Where in the game. Time, this time around, there's uh, very few screwy programs. So people are having to put cash down naturally. They've gotten rid of, uh, I mean, they basically shut off the ability to do second homes, multifamilies recently. So we've shut down people buying, you know, five, 10 properties without cash, which was a huge problem last time. Uh, And then appraisers are a little bit uh, more free to not be pressured. So they're coming in with uh, better support. So there's a lot of people putting a lot of cash down. I mean, like you talked to 20,000 on that last deal. Do you agree with me? Yeah, now I'm seeing the light. Oh, I was gonna say 100%. So when I have to explain to buyers day in and day out why we're not in what I believe is a housing bubble, Mm -hmm. I have to explain the liquidity piece of this and the differences in the market. So I like that you're staying healthy because people are putting money down because it just kind of goes along with the whole thing. What I'm at with clients right now, if I have clients that have $10,000 to spend versus $200,000 to spend, the guy who has the 200000 is probably going to get that house a lot quicker than the guy with 10000 Well, and to be honest with you, he understands the trend at which home prices are appreciating. And so to spend $20,000 over appraised value three months ago is really no big deal oh, today. No. If you're still we, trying to shop and it's not to do that. We have his closing. Yes. And he's already made money because of how much it's appreciated while he's been in escrow. Right. You need to get a new appraisal for him, by the way. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so. The problem is it's like musical chairs, though. At some point, somebody's going to be left, I mean, just like yeah. stocks. At some point, you bought at the top and the pullback is going to hurt. So, I mean, it's going to be inevitable. It's in every market. It's the nature of markets. And somebody's going to be left without a chair. Brian. When that happens. So, uh, so let's, t- <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about that because I love what okay. Brian's saying. Okay. 
let me take a quick commercial break okay and i'll let you finish your thought <laughs> all right for i take it to commercial you're looking for a mortgage you need a personalized plan not a click button get mortgage option Tara Krieg and the TK team have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision. It deserves a strategic approach. The TK team provides you with a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score, helping you qualify for better rates and terms. Visit the TKteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you make the best decisions. The TK team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from you. purchasing a home or refinancing. We know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. Okay, we're back from commercial already. Now finish your thought, Tara Creek. Okay, so my thought is, and this is the conversation I'm having with buyers, there's two components to home buying. Right. There's the cost to borrow money, sure. which for every 1% rates go up, affordability is affected by 10% of the sales price of a home. So stay with me. So if rates go from 3% to 4%, I'm right here. The home has to be 10% less to have the exact same monthly payment. Ouch. Okay. So when I'm having conversations with buyers and we're talking about kind of, you know, this musical chair game, the reality is, is inflation is a real concern. And when you're looking at the cost of rents increasing year over year mm -hmm. and you're saying, do I buy now or do I continue to rent in hopes that the market will soften while simultaneously rates go up one, maybe 2%, all of a sudden, you waited all this time, you paid rent, you're not appreciating, and you're paying the same amount of money for that house in the long run. So it's really, really important that when somebody's thinking about buying or selling, they're taking everything into consideration with their home buying and not just one piece of it. Valid point, valid point. So I want to, I, I'd love to get Brian's take on this next piece. Yeah. Brian, hold tight real quick. So I'm, you know, you started in the industry when I did. I actually got licensed originally in 93. So it's kind of fun looking at, let me see if I can find the right screen. Let me scroll the right way. Do they give licenses to people that young? Oh, <laughs> you're 15. You are so sweet. Now I was 18, 19 when I very first got licensed. Um, okay, this is the screen I wanted to show. So hopefully, Brian, you're with us here. Um, so I pulled up, and Fry, if you can scroll in for those people who are able to see this, and I'm going to explain what I've got on the screen. This is the five stages of loss. <laughs> Grief. 
You're right. And so this denial, this was me in January. Because I woke up after the holidays and I knew we'd have a lot of people interested in real estate this year, but I couldn't figure out where all the listings were. I was in denial that we were all of a sudden in this game and we had a new set of rules and Tara, you and I did not know what the rules were yet. Right. Right. So over the last six months, I've kind of got, I went through denial and then I would say <laughs> anger hit around February. This is when I said, screw this. I'm buying a house cash. I'm going to see if I can get my girlfriend a house. Yep. And it worked. And then I got down to depression probably in March when mm-hmm. everybody was running us ragged. 12, 14 it's hour exhausting. days. I'm writing offers. I felt like a hamster on a, on a wheel. Yep. I kept using that analogy. I'm a hamster on a wheel. And that got pretty depressing. But guess what? I'm over here by bargaining, and now I've made it towards acceptance. I think bargaining was more like April, May. Yeah, agreed. And and I'm here in acceptance now in June. And what I'm in acceptance is, is that we have a new set of rules. Mm -hmm. And the new set of rules look very similar to this agent cheat sheet, how to win a bidding war sheet that our our mastermind kind of assembled together. This was definitely a group effort. And so what the new set of rules are today and I'm following this sheet just to kind of give us, because I want to hear when we get to the appraisal part <laughs> what Brian has to say. Um, the very first thing I do, the minute a client tells me they're interested in a house, I'm calling and I'm schmoozing that agent from the minute I schedule the appointment. Right. Because I want that agent to want to work with me. So and I'm, to remember you. To remember me. So I'm turning yeah. on the charm. I'm joking with them. I'm doing everything I can think You're of. You're looking for every opportunity to make a connection. Make Who do you know connection. that I know and reputation in the oh, marketplace, yeah. the, et cetera. The very first thing I do is I scroll down to see if I know the listing yep. agent. <laughs> and if I don't, do I know somebody who knows the listing agent? Yep, we're doing the same thing. And then I turn around and uh, on item number two, I ask my lender to do the same exact thing, which yep. you were just making a call for me this morning from one of our clients. Another common thing I'm doing is I'm reducing our inspection period to five days and I'm agreeing up front not to even ask for a single repair. Now the old set of rules, Brian would know all about this because I'm sure he would see this on his appraisal sometimes based on condition, right. is that sellers would used to have to do repairs to the houses they were selling. We wouldn't even order an appraisal, Rebecca, until you guys were through the negotiation period for repairs. Yeah. Because it was possible that if the seller wasn't agreeable, the buyer just, just would walk. simply find another property. They would just go away. We'd yeah. go find another one. Well, guess what? Today, sellers are not making repairs. That's not the same world we're in today. No. New set of rules. Yep. The new set of rules mean buyers have to accept the home and as is condition 95% of the time right now. If we're lucky enough to negotiate any form of a repair, it, it's like you know finding the unicorn. So, and it's usually in the form of a small credit or reduction yeah. to sales price when they were paying twenty or $30,000 over anyway. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. The next thing is, oh, guess what? You know that earnest deposit that used to be $1,000? Well, the new set of rules is you better be coming in with at least 1% or more mm-hmm. for your earnest deposit, and you should expect it to be hard, meaning non-refundable as soon as you get through your five-day inspection period Correct. instead of the 10 days. Oh, and uh, if you thought you were moving in right when you closed escrow, Oh, that's another new rule, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're laughing. It's not funny, but it kind of goes in line with that gladiator video that we showed in the beginning of yes. this. Is every seller? They're like, "What? You want us to move out on the day of closing? <laughs> you want us to what? Who does that? Uh, no. Most sellers today are getting to stay in their homes free of charge anywhere from a couple weeks to a couple months. Yeah, up to sixty days. Up yep. to sixty days. In most cases. Yeah. So that's another new rule that we're all like, now I'm accepting. I put the sheet together. It's just what it is. 
Um, be flexible with closing possession. Offer to pay seller's title closing costs. Oh, yeah, the old set of rules, you could get sellers to pay for home warranties. You could oh, even get sellers to pay, pay for your some closing, closing costs. costs. Oh, and by the way, the buyer could choose the title company. Oh, yeah. All of the above. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. No. I have a first-time home buyer I'm working with right now in Payson, and her lender... I don't know why he put it in her head that I could get her closing cost paid. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, no, 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 no. Setting proper expectations, I think, is the name of the game. Well, and I almost felt like I was getting thrown under the bus. Like, why wasn't I fighting for this? And I'm like, I'm just trying to get the house. Like, like, this is totally unreasonable. Let me get the house under contract, (laughs) and then we could see if they'll play with us a little bit. But they're not. They don't want to. So, okay, number seven, Brian, this is why you're on the call right now. Either waive the appraisal entirely or include an appraisal guarantee. Buyers guarantee they will pay X number of dollars above appraised value in addition to the down payment if appraisal value is short by that amount or more, not less. So, Brian, I'm curious. Would you tell your daughters buying their first house to waive their appraisal? In today's market. Uh, oh, the new set of rules. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're not talking yesterday or last year. We're talking today. We're talking right now. Your kid needs a house. Yeah. You don't have a choice, so have cash. I mean, if you want to play, know the rules and be prepared to play by them. So, and that's uh, that's the rules of the market, and it's I don't see it much different than anything else that you do. That you got to decide. Okay, do I want? Am I going to buy a Ford Fusion or can I buy a Mercedes? And I'm not going to complain if they ask for more money down when you're buying the Mercedes. You make the decision that that's the Ooh. game you want to be in. And I like that. I like that analogy, Brian. Yeah. So in other so, words, you would tell your daughters the, you know what, don't worry about what dad thinks the house is actually worth. If you want a house, this is what you need to do. Because that's essentially what's yes. happening. Well, and an appraisal, yeah. too, is an opinion of value. Oh, we're going to get on that conversation right that now. The house closes. And in a market where we saw 20% appreciation month over month, that is a moving target all the time. So I am curious, Brian, what do you guys talk about behind closed doors as far as this market conditions going with respect to the fact that you're knowing buyers are waiving appraisals or appraisal gap guarantees? Do you think that at some point you've talked about musical chairs and someone's going to be left out of a chair? Do you think some point this year, next year or five years from now, we're going to be talking about this era like we do refer to 2008 right now? If you would have asked me last year when I thought I was really intelligent and knew everything, (laughs) I would have had an answer for you. But uh, this has gone on so long and so unbelievably high and fast. And I I didn't expect this. I kept thinking it would slow back down. I mean, our biggest problem is trying to find appraisers. Right. I uh, I had 10 appraisals sitting here to assign yesterday that I couldn't find appraisers to take them. Really? And you got to wait till the next day. So is that I've got, refinances still pushing you guys, or is it all just purchase? Because while demand might be really high, our inventory is so low that, like, I know my home inspector's not busy hardly at all because he's not seeing his agents bringing him contracts. I mean, Tara's probably a better one to answer that than I am because I, well, <laughs> I, I kept can... thinking it would go back to normal, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, from what I understand, it's uh, now you're getting now that equity's gone up so much. Now you've got people pulling out equity We're all, because yeah, they're not wanting to move. That's correct. So we do have people pulling equity out of the home, and that's more common Cash right out, now. Refi. Cash out refinances to do improvements mm-hmm. because they are just simply not able to find what they're looking for. Um, but in addition to that, the challenge that we're running into from a lender perspective is everybody wants.
wants it done yesterday. So when we get... Oh, a, you mean a two-week closing? A two-week closing, and then they want us to order the appraisal on a rush. So to Brian's point, I'm having to explain to my agents, even if I order it on a rush... A, I can't guarantee how quickly it will come back, and B, the quality of that appraisal could be affected because we're now trying to shove it to somebody who doesn't really have time or capacity to take it, and is it really getting the time and attention it deserves? And so it's a constant balancing act, both from a real estate agent, mm-hmm. a lender perspective, an appraiser perspective, to advocate in the best interest of all parties involved and yet still meet the demands in the marketplace, which is now, now, now. Which is all of us riding around on chariots with like armor you know in the battle (laughs) trying to win these houses when you're trying to survive what you're willing to do in survival is different than what you're doing when you're planning a vacation okay so that said i'm going back to my rules new set of rules brian you stay with us here we got you for another minute and a half um let's see here so we're waiving the appraisal we have an escalation clause that buyers will increase their offer by x up to x if another higher offer is coming in Cash and conventional offers are always preferred by sellers and listing agents, so try to get your clients qualified conventional in case they can't win the house with a VA or FHA loan. Last but not least, pull on the seller's heartstrings with a letter or video or do whatever you possibly can. All in the, all of us are just running around that coliseum, you know, yeah. trying, you know, battling, but it seems like a big piece of this equation still falls on the appraiser, even though maybe Brian's saying he doesn't feel the pressure. You don't have enough appraisers to go around. So there's obviously pressure there for you guys, right? For sure. And then is there even time for anybody to do a dispute? Like, are you guys even seeing disputes or anybody even trying to fight for We're- these values? We're seeing more disputes than we've ever seen before. We're also getting more kickback from appraisers than we've ever gotten before. Uh, appraisers are more irritated. Everybody's tired and grumpy right now. Loan officers, mm-hmm. realtors, appraisers, I'm in the middle. Everybody's just yelling at us. Uh, appraisers want more time, more money. Uh, banks need it quicker, yeah. less money. Uh, they want any, I mean, when appraisers getting 30 orders a day and they can do one or two, you get to be really picky or choosy. So if there's Ooh, the least bit of complexity, terrible. it's very difficult to get it assigned. Just, well, I mean, if it's got a guest house or a detached garage, right. appraisers are just declining it because they've got 18 they other the orders work. they can choose between. So then trying to get that place and it, and then, I don't know, so, just so many issues right now. As the appraisal piece, it is very difficult. They're, they're overworked. Uh, they're not underpaid anymore. They're actually getting paid very well, but they're able to demand more. Uh, so then, I'm, I mean, I hear so many times a bank will send an email back. That's unacceptable. And I'm like, well, tell that to the agent to just paid over listing that it's unacceptable. You have to pay over listing. It has, <laughs> I mean, we pay what the market is. What it's, the market demands, we, yeah. We, we do what we have to. And yeah, I would love to get it for less and faster, but this is all we've got. So do you- And getting- do you, I'm sorry, go do on. you feel that um, when you're talking about all this, Tara earlier I cut her off when she was talking about the appraiser's opinion of values. And, you know, when everybody's got an opinion and you can get five different appraisers and have five different answers, that's kind of where I'm going with the whole like disputing process. But if every, if time is of the essence and you don't have enough appraisers, is it even... And the earnest money's hard yeah. and you're going to get cured. Yeah. I mean, really, it puts both the lender and all parties involved at a disadvantage because the normal path of resolution that we would pursue right. is oftentimes not available to us. And as Brian mentioned before... 
when these appraisers are getting asked to do more work in a shorter period of time, the quality of their work and the amount of preparation they're able to put into that appraisal is not going to be what it would be in a normal environment. So uh, going back, Rebecca, to what we talked about, the importance of the agents involved in the transactions providing the comparables and giving the appraiser as much information up front to be able to provide that quality appraisal. Because here's what I can tell you. When somebody comes to you and tells you you did your job wrong, you go on the defensive. Of course. And so your job is to now defend your opinion of value as opposed to, hey, I understand that I've been researching and navigating this listing for the last 30, 60, 90 days. Here's all the information that I believe will help you understand how we came to our final sales price. And that's a completely different conversation. Well, and you know, Tara, I go meet everybody every chance I get, whether I'm the listing agent or the buyer's agent. In fact, this year, I've gone on more buyer deals because the listing agent... They don't care because you waive the appraisal. Exactly. do not care. So now I'm doing double time because I'm meeting for my listings and I'm meeting for my oh, buyers. So true. But I'm I'm happy to do it if it means that it will it'll impact them favorably to put less money out of pocket than right. what they're hoping they have to do. Because basically, what's happening right now, Brian, and I'm sure you've heard it plenty of times, is you know the kids, our kids, like you've got children my children's age. My youngest baby's 17, almost 18, just as the same as yours. I can't even imagine how she's going to buy a house. No. If this new set of rules stick in this game of buying and selling real estate, my daughter won't be able to buy a home without my help because there's no way our little three, three and a half percent down kids are getting houses today unless they know somebody who's selling it to them. Well, and so here's the thing I really want to touch on, and I think this is so important. So when my parents bought a house, Mm -hmm. they got a 20-year mortgage. And they had to put more money down and their family members often helped them. And so we got into a season of lending where they wanted to make financing readily available to more and more homeowners or home buyers so they could become homeowners. And so they really didn't need to put a lot of skin in the game. And so by setting the right expectations up front, oftentimes these family members are willing to step in and help out because they want their kids to stop renting and to be able to move into home ownership. And so I'm finding that there are more families willing to participate in that home purchase. Well, that's a great solution. What do you think, Brian? I I thought that was very well said, and (laughs) I am seeing a lot of that. I would also like to add that markets are really resilient, and they they will always level out. So in this supply and demand issue that we're having right now, either more houses are going to come on the market, Mm -hmm. uh, inflation's going to make them cheaper, or they're going to come back down, or people will shift to different markets. I mean, there's plenty of housing markets out there that are still affordable. Yeah, uh, I just, t- just I have a listing in Arizona City right now. Just you guys not know in where the Phoenix is? metro area. <laughs> Do you know where Arizona City yeah. is? Because I just learned I mean, where that small is. Small towns. Recently. So one of those one of those things are going to happen. Uh, it's either going to decrease, inflation's going to go up, uh, something's going to happen to correct the market. To balance, yeah. And yeah. and what that is, it, it, they're very good at fixing themselves, and this will fix itself. And I think a wise person is just paying attention to how things are going to work themselves out. Well, but supply and demand will come back together and to be more equal. 
Well, I can't wait for the day when the appraisals are all coming in high. Because that (laughs) means my job just got easier and same with yours. So, uh, Brian, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, I think it's time for us to wrap up the show. Any last thought about the new set of rules we're seeing out there between the two of you? Brian, I'll let you go. I would say one last thing. Uh, Be very careful. As Tara said, that things change every sale. Mm -hmm. That would probably be my biggest advice to especially agents in this. Uh, Pay attention to what's about to close because one sale as quick as things are going up could change everything and an appraisal is as of a one date Correct. and if you have something that sells three days later it's not part of that appraisal typically so what uh, i would pay attention and not order that appraisal. if i see something closing i might wait a day or two for that thing to close because you can change on a dime in this market that'd probably be the one thing i would advice i would give right now well, and that appraisers, just to back appraisers, appraisers, yes, they're busy. They still have an ethical and professional obligation to do their job well. Uh, it's more difficult, um, but they shouldn't be, their quality should not be going down at all. And I, I see it sometime uh, and sometimes I don't. So just to defend the appraisers a little bit on that, that they're, oh, I they're still obligated right to do now. their job correctly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, their their job is not one I would want right now, Brian. It's it's probably the toughest out of everybody, and, and why we appreciate you coming on to share with us from your perspective what's going out on out there with the new set of rules. And I think Rebecca, the last thing I want to add is that home buyers don't really understand um, until they're properly educated the difference of you know, mortgage insurance versus no mortgage insurance when they're talking about waiving that appraisal 20, 30 or $40,000. So a home buyer who was gonna put 10% down and now all of a sudden they give an appraisal guarantee, they're still putting 10% down of the sales price, but it's only 5% down of the appraised value could be an insignificant difference to them in their overall monthly payment. And so having the right education up front and going into an offer confidently makes all the difference. So as a home buyer, I would really encourage you, if you're thinking about buying in this market, to align yourself with professionals who can really educate you up front. So as you go into those situations mm-hmm. where you're being asked to waive appraisals, that you have the confidence to know what the outcome of that is going to be. Awesomely said. Thank you, both of you. Brian, I appreciate your time. Is there something else you want to interject? Do you look like you got something right there in your mouth <laughs> waiting to spit out? I, w- I just thank you very much. I love being here. It was wonderful to have the conversation, and thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate you. Take care. enjoyed the show we just finished watching Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial first episode was with Brian Caffrey of Arrives and he's an appraiser over at the appraisal management group actually I think he's a CEO regardless we're talking crash of the market is it coming what the stats have been doing where the market's heading and it's all great stuff so I hope you guys caught both shows and enjoyed them if you need to get a hold of Tara Krieg the best way to really find her is tkteam.com it's tkteam.com. The phone numbers, the websites, the contact us, all that great information is there. And of course, if you guys need any help with real estate, you know how to get a hold of me. 480-243-4242 or catch us at Integrity All-Stars. We'd be happy to help you guys make home ownership a reality for you. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. 
We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day